Women these days don't want to make food for their man. <laughs> Tonight is part two of our series on love, dating, and relationships in 2021. Let's get live. Nah, 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 nah. Scratch that. Let's get Jump Off Live. I'm Jeremy J.D. Dorsey, and I'm joined by fellow Jump Off Live hosts, Johnny Dangerous and DJ, a.k.a. that dude named Dave. We are also joined tonight by special guest, the amazing Dr. Zoe Stalling of Must Clinic in North Carolina, and from the channel, Mike's Philippine Journey, YouTube star Mike E is jumping off with us tonight. We What's are live on? on YouTube. Search for Jump Off Live and smash that subscribe button. Finally, we're also on Zingo TV. Big shout out to everybody on Zingo TV, channel 250. And with that off the way, all the particulars done. DJ, kick it off, sir. Thanks for that nice intro, JD. And shout out to Jeff. He's not here. You know, he's part of Team Jump Off. He's on a plane right now. So he's actually using probably my old service there, man. He's saying no right now. So <laughs> shout out to the old GoGo service for Aerosol, company I used to work for. It's so, just like the same without him, but you know, we got we got a person. Yeah, yeah, we, we got it. We got to pick up the torch and keep it going. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Jeff out there. We'll see you next week, bro. So tonight, I wanted to pick back up where we was at last week because it was very spirited, fellas. And my fellow doctor, lady, Dr. Zoe here as well. We were we were talking about last name and how it was possibly disrespectful to men and how women were thinking about this in this new modern day of age of dating here. So we ran out of time. We might get back into it. But what I wanted to discuss tonight, everybody, and if you saw the thumbnail, you know, put that down the screen here. Make me a sandwich. Women young or older, having issues cooking for their man. So I want to, I have a couple of comments that I have here, but I want to open up to the panel because I opened it up. I talked to JD and I talked to John and Mikey and Dr. Zoe about cooking for your significant other. And do you find it disrespectful? You know, so let's kick it off. I started with Zoe first last week, but yeah. I want to pivot. I want to go to Mikey this week here. Mikey. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, put me on the spot, man. Yeah, you know, but you know, you you have some strong ideas on this here. So, make me a sandwich, Mikey. How do you feel about this? Well, it, it's it's two ways, man. Like number number one, it's like for me, wise, I enjoy cooking. I don't mind cooking for my woman. Um, you know, that's something that I think that is an okay thing because as men, we know that you know a lot of men know for a fact that women are emotional, men are more physical. And you have to be able to to be able to please your woman. You have to be able to make sure you hit some emotional parts, and and that's one thing is where you you cook for your woman and be able to do that. But you're starting to get a lot of big pushbacks with these type of things. I mean, just the thought of make me a sandwich can trigger people, and I I don't understand that when a sandwich is probably the most simplest thing to actually make in the kitchen, yet. That's the one that's going to be triggering women sometimes, which it, which, which it baffles me. I mean, I'm not asking you to make me a stew. I'm not asking you to make some, you know, to, to, to cook me some, you know, some, I don't know, some stir fry or something in the kitchen. I'm asking for a, for a sandwich, two pieces of bread, lettuce, tomatoes, and whatever choice of meat. And that's, that, that's my part. But I don't understand why people get triggered with that. And the last thing is that 
I mean, come on. Men men are better cooks than women. What? Oh, oh wait a minute. I, oh, oh, I, hold on. I, hold on. Let's 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 just take from Mike. I'm not mad. You done done I'm, it. Mike. I know. Oh, Disclaimer. Okay, the thoughts Mike, of Mike are the thoughts of Mike and not let's break it down. by the jump off live participants. Na- name me five chefs that are women right now. Don't give me Paula Dean. Rachel Ray. Okay. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart is no chef. Hey, yes, she is. She can make some of a prison But see, Julia Childs is one of the most famous ones. Exactly. But that's the thing. Who cooks the most? It's men. You don't see women in a barbecue pit making barbecue dinner, making barbecue and everything. Who are being champions of barbecue? There's nothing in regards. I'm saying, I don't think that, I know women can cook. But look at, just look at the basic. I mean, look, women are going to get mad if we ask them to go to a kitchen and make me a sandwich. But then when I all of a sudden say, let me go in the kitchen and cook something because I could, you know, let me just cook it because you can't do it right anyways and you don't want to do it. Then they get mad. Make a decision. Get mad at me to go to the kitchen or get mad at me for me asking you to go to a kitchen. And that's the thing. Like I said, I will cook for a woman. I, I, I know I can cook. That doesn't mean that I'm going to say to a woman I'm a better cook. But no. But that's the thing. It's just that I don't understand why a simple question of making me a sandwich are triggering women left and right. The fact that if you go online, you're going to see a bunch of articles about this. You're going to see videos about this. And it's just a it's a sandwich. That's that's just that's just my thing. I don't you know, I'll let you be and let you guys respond to that. I was not expecting that take from you, Mike. Ooh, but the being better cooks here. So mm. I, I'm going I'm going to Dr. Zoe here because I, I feel the steam coming from yes, yes, right yes, now yes, over yes. here. So what I is she Mikey here and about make me a sandwich? So, so I, I I personally like to cook. I cook for the household and I also cook as a stress reliever. <laughs> um, so when I tell you that, and I've never heard, when you look at all the catalogs, marketing, stoves, I've never seen a grown man in their life on the cover of the catalog <laughs> or a stove. Nobody thinks that men cook better than women. It's just not happening. It's like, yeah, Weber Grill, sure, you'll market to men. And that's the thing is that, you know, the crack the beer with the teeth and you're, you're pouring it on the, the, the meat, that might be the picture of a quintessential man because we're going back to the hunter-gatherer. But women are better cooks because we're nurturers and we pay attention and we finesse the meal. So women are better cooks. And on top of that, that's our domain. I can name three or four different kinds of mustards. Men are like, that's just mustard, right? There's, there's sherry. Make me a sandwich. Right? <laughs> but... Women understand some of the nuances because we are being, we're the ones they're marketing to. We're the ones that are buying the appliances, the KitchenAid. But what I, when I think about it as make me a sandwich, mm-hmm. and I understand some women are feeling as though it's the assumption that I'm not your peer, right? So if I work like you do, and, and I know that we talked about feminism last time, but if I'm your peer and, you know, I work like you did, and now you're like, now, now on top of being a woman who has to hold her own financially and do all these other things. And we talked to last time about the, the last name and this is building on that because that adds to that controversy. But I went to work too and I'm coming home and I should go make you a sandwich. I should go make you the sandwich. What about the collective? So in a lot of ways, I do like to take care of my man. I want to make sure he's fed because I think that's a reflection of me as a woman, how he looks, his appearance, his apportment is important to me. But I understand too some women feeling frustrated that 
I should be all those things and then come home and still make you a sandwich. Or, and you could extrapolate that. I should be all those things and then come home and still meet your physical needs, still listen to your day and your emotional needs. It's a lot on women. So in a, in a lot of ways, the whole make me a sandwich is bigger than just the bread. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about the sandwich. It's about the the, the supposition that I, I ain't got nothing else to do but sit around now and make you a sandwich mm. after the long day. So that's my take mm. on it. You got mm. so I would I would counter, but I'm gonna hold back for a second before I go to John. <laughs> hey, everybody, get them likes up. All right, if you ain't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. Y'all know you're liking what we're talking about here. So <laughs> like and subscribe. Come on, man. Click is one second. It's right there. All right, now, John, you you over there? The chair is going. You know, it's back. Swiveling. <laughs> I, I, I feel dangerous right now. What you got for me, brother? Man, look. <laughs> I usually like to yield and let everybody say what they, you know, got to say. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. I see everybody typing away and they got their opinions. We appreciate y'all. Um, Shout out to my wife. My wife popped up and said she enjoyed cooking for a man. This the way I look at a man getting a meal. And we're talking about the simplicity of a sandwich. We talk about, what, two pieces of bread, right? Little mustard, little mayo, a piece of meat. Maybe some cheese, some lettuce, or just as simple as a BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato, right? That's nothing. That's lightweight. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Zoe, I get it. I get it. See, we always got to make sure that people understand that Dr. Zoe is a doctor. So you, you, <laughs> your, your, your profession is significantly essential and different from most, but not to discredit anybody, any other woman's profession at all. But we know your schedule is a little unorthodox, so to speak. So I get it from your perception. A sandwich is the minimum a man should be able to get. I look at a sandwich to be as equivalent as if a man is, if you're seeing a man and he's able to kiss you good, he should, he deserves a sandwich, right? At least a sandwich when he wants. If he's able to kiss you good, if he gives you a good hug and gives you that warmth, that feeling of security, he deserves a sandwich whenever he wants. If that man, this is just Johnny Dangerous's beliefs and my beliefs alone. Uh, if that man is taking care of business at home, whether it be in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in the laundry room, in the car, in the attic, in the basement, in the media room, wherever he puts down his business, his meal should be equivalent to what he's able to give that woman. My wife is, is more than happy to make me a meal. And I can say even when my schedule was, was crazy, unorthodox, getting off at 2 o'clock in the morning, coming home 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll be able to get a full cooked meal if I wanted to. Why? Because I put in work outside and inside the home. And so a sandwich, sandwich is lightweight. It's nothing. If you kiss good, you should be able to get a sandwich as a man. If you provide for your family, if you're working hard, you should be able to get a sandwich, some chips, something to drink, and that should be at any time of the day. But if you're putting it down at home, you deserve a meal, a real meal, a man's meal, any time of the day or night. That's my opinion. Man, John, I thought you were doing a commercial for a hearty, meaty uh, TV dinners at the end there. Oh, man. Meaty <laughs> meal. That was, man, I don't know. I got something to say on that too, but I see JD's head. He's he's on a swivel right now. I see JD on a swivel right now, man. John, that was sick. What you got, JD? Man, 
this is this is a topic that I feel strongly about. First off, I don't need anybody making me anything. I'm not asking you to make me something. I'm not um, demanding that you make me a sandwich. I'm not. Um, I'm not going to force you to make a sandwich by withholding something else. A relationship is about each person in the relationship taking on responsibilities, whether that is making a sandwich, whether that is um, being a breadwinner in the family, whether that's taking care of the kids, whether it's cutting the grass, whether that's emptying the garbage, whatever it might be, it is about roles and the, re the way that you um, each divide those roles amongst yourself. I don't care whether it was coming from you know, a, a place of kindness. I'm not going to demand my girlfriend to go make me a sandwich. In turn, if she wants to offer and make me a sandwich, okay, that's cool. But I mean, me personally, I don't like that. I, I grew up in a family where um, my mom took care of my dad. I never heard my dad demand for her to make dinner. She just did it. I also seen other relationships of people um, in, in thinking of a prior relationship that I had where the men in the family, and I can even speak on my family, the men in the family sit back and wait for the women to make their plates. Get out of here with that. I'm sorry. I like personally, I, I can't, I don't like that. I don't want anybody waiting on me hand and foot. I'm not going to sit there. Okay. If I'm hungry, I'm not sitting at the table and just going to kick it back and just wait. Oh, you know, she about to make my food right now. So I'm just going to wait for her to come and bring it over to me. Get out of here. Get up and fix your own food. That That's to me, that's being less of a man by me having to sit there and wait and have somebody wait on me. Like, what, what do I look like? I'm a grown ass man with two functioning legs and two arms and two hands. I can go make my own stuff. I don't need somebody else to come there and do it for me. I mean, I take pride in the fact that I'm not going to ask her to do that. I take pride in the fact that I can do this myself. So for, for everybody who feels like, you know, the woman got to sit back or she got to, you know, wait on the man hand and foot. Get out of here with that, man. I, I, I disagree with all y'all who, who feel like that. Wow. Man. So there. Wow. OK. <laughs> so, so real quick, before you say something, there, I just want to go ahead. What you said makes absolute sense. Coming from uh, the perspective of a man making a woman. Do so. First of all, a real man doesn't make a woman do anything. You create and inspire, and this is not to to uh, combat what you said, but I, I want to create. The, I want I want people to understand the difference that a real man can inspire a woman to want to do those things for him, just like a woman can inspire a man to want to do certain things for her without her even asking. And that's how it is in my household. It's not, it's not, hey, it's my way or the highway. I, we inspire each other to want things. My wife knows what I like. She likes, she knows that I like to have meals, home-cooked meals. She knows that. Um, she gets pleasure in giving me my desires and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? But any man that calls himself or thinks he's a man because he makes a woman do something. That's not the definition of a man. And I agree with you on that, J.D. You don't make a woman do anything. Everything that someone does for each other, I've learned that service 
serving other people leads to greatness. So if you if, if, if you serve each other in your household, whatever that, that way is, everybody's love language is different. If you're serving each other, then it's a mutual thing. And that other person is inspired to give you what you desire. And I appreciate when when you know to be able to sit down and my woman brings me a plate or whatever. She, she, she she's traditional in that manner. So I get that what you made what you said made sense though, JD. I just wanted to give that other perspective. Dave. Man, interesting, interesting here. Before I get started again, get them likes up, people. Come on, click like, click subscribe. You know who you are. Go ahead, just click it. It takes a few seconds. Uh anyways, I'm gonna go back to uh to a couple of points. So number one, Mike is right. Men are the better cooks, and in my family, we throw it down. I got skills. I got them things. It doesn't matter if it's a stove or if it's a grill. Hey, when it comes to the Jordan Newell side of the family, brothers throw it down. And the women are crazy, killer cooks. But we over here, and you don't want the smoke over here, Zoe. <laughs> we need to have a cook-off. We need to have a cook-off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what kind of cook-off? You name it. It don't matter the cuisine, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it don't matter if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It don't matter if it's pork chops or vegetables, scampies, steaks, whatever. Grill. So just want to put that out there. Okay. Uh, yeah, men are the best cooks. Anyways, uh, so how do I feel about this here? I was going down the, the, the Facebook rabbit hole again with the, and just seeing all the comments. And I am not seeing any men wanting to say anything about this here. Because most of the comments that I'm seeing that I was seeing... Uh, family, check this out. I am not a slave. Hmm. Sounded kind of similar to a few things I'm about to get down here. I worked all day. What are you doing? I've been slaving. I've been doing all my things here. You go ahead and give. Wasn't you saying something like that, though? That yeah. you worked all day too, you know? And uh, here's here's what I want to ask about that here, though. Um, taking out the garbage. No one tells me to do that, right? Let's go ahead and do it, right? I think out the garbage. No, 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 no. Stay on course here. Stay on course. Uh, no, no, no one tells me to take out the garbage, right? Like, if you have a man in the house, you know, you're married, and then the garbage gets taken out. You know, that happens. You look at it, it gets done, right? Okay. You know, uh, the lawn needs to get cut. You know? You don't say anything about that, right? He goes ahead and do it, right? If if he wants a glass of lemonade, you'll give him a glass of lemonade? He shouldn't have to ask for it. If he's cutting the grass, you should bring it out to him. Here's a lemonade, baby, because we all working, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know, so when when I see the comments and I have two feet, I've been working all day too. I'm a, you make me feel like I'm a slave. What about the man here? We working, we putting in that work. We fathers too. We providers. We doing what we do. And you know what? It, as much as saying that, yo, can I get a sandwich? And there was a video that I was watching. Is that you even asked me that? That is so disrespectful. It's disrespectful to ask the woman who I want to spend the rest of my life with. The greatest thing that you could have done me talk about last week is taking my last name and you giving me my seed, and I can't get a damn sandwich. Come on, people. Where, where are we at here? Where are we at here? Is it is it really that, or do we have a bigger issue? Do we have a bigger issue? And I want to ask the health professionals here from Mikey and Zoe here. Well, We're okay. seeing a lack of women who don't know how to cook, right? I, mm. I, I want to throw that out there, and I, I know I'm, I'm laying a bomb. I, I, let's see here. I will go with let's go with Mikey first here. Mikey ain't talking a while, so Mikey, and then we'll go to Zoe. Okay, so lack of cooking and health cooking too. Yeah, just 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 to put some context in my my comment early on. So, you know, just just you know, in regards to my comment early on, 
I'm not saying that I'm not going to get up and make my own a, myself a sandwich. And actually, to be honest, it should not even get to the point of a man having to ask a woman to make him a sandwich. It just shouldn't be that way. It's the same thing as a man serving his woman, taking care of her as well at home, okay? The thing that, that goes with that is just that why is it that women, when they hear make me a sandwich, they take it automatically as I'm enslaving them or I'm putting them under my feet and stuff like that. It's nothing with that. Plus also, it's make me a sandwich. I've, maybe I did not put the please, but how many times do women ask men something without adding the please to it as well? It's the way it's said in the context, but a man should not even say that stuff already as it is. But, you know, going to, you know, what they've said in regards for, you know, the, the, the cooking wise. So, I mean, but just to add to what David said, what is it in regards for house duties that guys don't do as well? You know, like, like Dr. Zoe, you said something like, you know, well, you know, when you said something earlier about you work also. And Dave said, well, the guys also work, right? We both are working, right? So I understand that stuff. So whoever can make it. But here's my thing with that. What jobs in the house that a woman does that only a woman can do but a man can't? None. Not a single thing. Now let's go ahead and talk about what are things or housework stuff that only men can do that women cannot do none do you see women climbing ladders changing batteries of uh of the smoke alarms it ain't no. the fact that they they can they might not but they can that there you go that's the term right there is they can they they can but still it's the man's duty to do that stuff that's the big problem there you're not going to see women going out there if there's a man in the house you don't see a woman telling a man to, you know, a, a man, to, you know, a woman's not going to go, I'm going to mow the lawn today, honey. You're not going to see that stuff. Anything manly duties are not going to be done by women because there are certain things of expectations. And, you know, I just want to be able to bring it to, to that part. But, you know, just anyways, I, I went off a little bit. Dave, what's the main question? So I can answer that. Well, you know, uh, well, you 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 dropped a bomb there. So, uh, Zoe, did you want to comment on that, or did you want to comment on my question here? Because that was loaded. So, I'm not. I don't want to anyway that you that that was. No, loaded. no. I really think that you brought up expectations because it's not that a woman. Now, I can I can change light bulbs because I used to spend time hanging out with my dad, who is a welder, and you know, always helping him, handing him tools, and so I learned a few things from hanging out with my father, my two brothers. But I will say, my man doesn't want to see me do any of that stuff, right? Even though I can do it, I choose not to do it because mm -hmm. he yeah. will feel a way. If, if he sees me doing that, he's going to be like, put that, put that down. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's the expectation now, right? So now, if you're doing that, what's my role? So it becomes an issue of women have to also learn to make space for a man, in their life because expectation will be that I'm going to do these things because I, that's how I see myself having a role. And maybe a woman might have to communicate to her man what she needs because maybe, maybe it'd be easier for a woman to say, bring in a handyman because I really want you to spend time with me going to church. Sometimes we misread what we need because for me, I've heard other women say, I don't want to come home and make a sandwich because I just feel like I've been given to people all day. 
So maybe if that man understood that, what he could do is he could say, hey, babe, I know you've been doing this. Let's hang out in the kitchen and cook together. Let's Amen. spend time together. But if the expectation is after I've been given, a lot, I've heard a lot of women say, when I've been given all day, when I get home, I have nothing left. That's the woman who's running on fumes because she's putting out her best, her best foot forward, especially for the women that got a cold switch. Shout out to the women who have to cold switch all day, who have to say, oh, don't touch my hair. The women who are literally dealing with microaggressions, when they get home, one more thing. And it's not that simple, right? Because at the same time, a man will say, make me a sandwich with no directives. I don't know what you want on your sandwich. Now I got to think about, does he want peanut butter? I don't know you want meat. I mean, you know, I'm I'm peanut butter, so don't give me that crap. That, but that right there is all about the emotions and the feelings. Yeah, you you added something instead of, instead of saying, Oh, I don't want to, I don't know if you want this. I don't want you. Simple question. What kind of sandwich do you want? But there's just tell me then. So uh, there's only ham and one of bread on top of the fridge. Put some mayonnaise on it and put and bring up the plate, baby. Let's watch black. But, but that's what I'm saying. We remember women, yes, I admit that women do get emotional, and we, especially when we're fatigued, we all get tired. But my question is when I get home, I like to cook. I'm a meal prepper. I like to cook. That's awesome. And so there will always be food. If you if you see my pantry, you think you, I've shown my pantry on Instagram, check out Dr. Zoe's pantry. It's stocked. But what I like to do is I like to be in the presence of my man because one of my love languages is, is acts of service. It's actually all of them, like I said last time. But I do like quality time. So I don't want you watching Law and & Order and now I'm making this sandwich to bring it to you. I don't feel like you're spending time with me. I'd rather us talk about how our day was going and then you know, while I'm getting the bread and I'm sitting here like, what's up, honey? How was your day? Oh, <laughs> Let's get this sandwich together. But don't tell me, you know, don't leave me to go get this thing for you while you unwind by yourself waiting for this sandwich. It needs to be, let's spend time together. Let's cook Let together. Taste this. Do you think it needs more salt and cayenne pepper? Ooh, okay, I like that. Let it be something where we unwind together because that's what I need. I'm running low too. It's not just, you know, you. Absolutely. It's, yeah, I, 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 and I completely, I completely agree with that. But then also it goes to the part is that who are the typical people that are complaining about these type of things, right? And and so w- one thing is, you know, your your cultural background is completely different than the average American woman, right? And the, and and that's the biggest problem that I think is there. It's like the majority is sometimes making the minority a little bit whatever. I mean, with your cultural background, it's completely different. So that's why you know you know who's gonna work sixty hours a week, come home and still cook for their man, or at least be part of it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be the normal, typical stuff. You're gonna have your Latinas. You're gonna have. You're gonna have your Caribbean women. You're gonna have, you know. You're gonna have your Asian women. These people are also working in the United States of America, 60, 70 hours a week, but they do go home and they still want to be able to make sure that a full meal is prepped. I think it's just also depending on regards for the type of culture that the person lived in. Just like you said, you you grew up with a father who you and two brothers and you were able to see how men act and so henceforth at the same time is because of that upbringing you were among men you in a way absorbed what men actually needs and you provided that so that's why you have that background and i think a lot of women and also men in regards just to be honest, i'm not going to say that men men shouldn't be yelling at women and stuff like that you know that's completely wrong i think that's total bs i don't think a man should yell at a woman to make me a sandwich, the amount of energy that a man yells at a woman to make me a sandwich, he could have gone to the kitchen and made himself a sandwich. Made two of. 
just I, I don't want to say it like I'm, I'm like, no, make me a sound. I would never say that to a woman. I think that is completely freaking wrong. Mm. And a guy is disrespectful to do that. But I think it's just that a lot of women stop learning about how to handle the home. Exa just per now I remember what Dave was asking. The thing, though, is why a lot of women don't know what to do at a home no more is because you're not taught home economics like they used to during the 60s, during the 70s, even in the early 80s. True. Home ec is no longer required for women to learn. And I think men should learn how to cook as well. You go, But you go to the Philippines, you go to the Latin countries, they learn to be wives at a young age. They learn how to be able to sew. I mean, I've, I've dated half a dozen women that I can cross-stitch better than they can. Mm. And sewing up and hemming up. I can cross-stitch. I can use a serger. I used to make my own scrubs from scratch because I hated how scrubs were made back in the days. I sold my own scrubs and I actually sold them and made money doing it as well. So that's the biggest thing is that women are unfortunately not taught home economics anymore or are not around a woman or a man that actually shows her that this is what she needs to do to take care of a household. And it's unfortunate. I want to add to that home economics. Let's teach the men out here where I'm at. So I don't know if he was in that class, Mikey, but yeah, they did teach <laughs> the guys out here as well. So that could uh, contribute to our good cooking skills. <laughs> did y'all know that, that, that one out of 33 men that's dating women one out of 33 statistically mm -hmm. do not get a sandwich <laughs> damn it one out of 30 only one out of 33 <laughs> men get a sandwich statistically <laughs> speaking that, that was a dangerous fact by the way <laughs> hey, hey i'm gonna tell you hey i love my brother jd what you said earlier made, made absolute sense man uh mm -hmm, given i was reading what katie katie uh joe was saying you know in a previous relationship uh, she stated that uh, uh, the guy was always demanding, demanding this, demanding that. Um, just echoing what Mike said as well. No man should be demanding anything. You shouldn't be demanding. If you have to demand, control, use any type of aggression to get what you want, man, you're losing. You're doing, you ain't doing something right. And, and a lot of men, unfortunately, thinks that's what makes them a man, their aggression, their 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 presence of 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 you gonna do what I say or it's gonna be no way no that's that's totally not the way uh to go and as nice as uh my brother JD is he probably the only one that go to a restaurant and uh, uh order his food and go back to in the kitchen and be like hey I don't want you to cook it I'm gonna cook this <laughs> you you ain't get, go have a seat sit at my table I'm gonna cook it I'm gonna bring it out when I'm done cooking you come back in the kitchen. And I sit down and I read it. JD probably the only one to do that, man, because he's just a loving guy. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's it's. Let's. I think we, you know, just just going back to what what Mike was saying uh, about the women's in the seventies and eighties, we've kind of moved away from not traditional way of thinking, but the the simplicity of what women did to get a man. Every woman knows that the way to a man's heart. Starts right here in his stomach. <laughs> that ain't changed, man. Are you sure about that? Whoa. JD, slightly below. JD, do you like to eat? Do you like to eat? Okay. Sure. <laughs> hey, you know they got a sure. hey, JD. You know they got a saying, right? Keep the belly full and them loins drained. Man, that's the second part of it. That's the second. If you can do those two things, you can work through everything else. I'm telling you. Even for skinny guys, man, hey, 
skin, it's a lot of skinny guys that like big women. Them big women throw down in the kitchen, boy. They throw down in the kitchen. Get them skinny men full. Just, just think about it. We moved away from the simplicity of the things that get me. And, and a lot of times when a woman first started dating a man, what she do? When she feel comfortable enough, she invite him to her house. And what does she do? She cook for that man. Even if she don't invite him to the house, she might make him a plate and send him to work with a plate. Man, it's those simple things that make such a big movement in a man. You know what I'm saying? Figuratively and literally. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I think a lot of it is um, everybody equates this making of a sandwich as being like, the be all end all because it's like oh you know I'm, I'm hungry i need something to eat what it is is an act of love for someone would this person do this for me because they know that i need it i don't think that it's necessarily all about the sandwich it's about will this person provide for me will Facts. this person care for me will Facts. this person see that i need something and give me that because i need it Personally, like I said, I could give I could care less about the sandwich, but you can't be in a relationship with someone and expect them to be the ones that are always giving. It has to be that 100 percent, that that 50 50, that give and take at all times. And if that give and take isn't there, they not bring you a sandwich. You're not getting what you need in bed. Ice cube, you know, they're they not going to do it. Nobody's going to do the housework like you all just going to be staring at each other pissed off. <laughs> the, the entire time and what kind of relationship is that so what i feel like the 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 most important the crux of this is is that when there's a need that needs to be met that need needs to be met regardless of who's meeting in it regardless of what 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 is what what was the the conversation behind it um like like katie said about you know putting together the bed last night and i was cooking i love to cook i love to cook that's something that i discovered you know kind of late in life and it brings me, you know, like Zoe was saying, it brings me a lot of joy to be able to cook and provide, to, to have that meal and give that to somebody and see that they like something that I sat there and prepared and took the time out of my day in order to make. So by doing that, you know, that's, that's one of my acts of, um, of kindness for someone. That's for sure. And when you have those types of things and if you know that, hey, you know, that person might not be the person I'm in a relationship might not be the best cook, but they can provide this, this and this. Absolutely. You have to be able to recognize those things. So if you are focused on, you know, she not making me a sandwich, odds are you focus on the wrong thing. And if you are upset because she's not making you a sandwich, you either need to check yourself or you need to check the person you with. Preach. It's all mm -hmm. about balance, right? And balance. Hey, let me ask y'all something real quick. And this is what irks me. Have you guys not getting off the subject or anything, but have you guys ever gone to like a gas station and seen a guy sitting in a passenger seat while the woman is either pumping gas or putting air in the tire? I've seen that and that guy yes. deserves no sandwich. Oh my God. deserve nothing. For real. Oh, have y'all ever seen that? And how do y'all feel yes. about it? I hate you know, it. I, I hate it. Yeah. I know he doesn't have back problems though. Maybe he had surgery. <laughs> I see. I, I've seen. I've seen that several times. Now, so, like, I, I don't understand. Like, in that, that, yeah, I've seen it so many times. And, and that's the thing. I think there's a lot of reversals going on in a lot of different things. And I think that's where it, it is. In a way, like there, there are some progress in certain things of certain changes that I do believe that there has to be in regards to how things are seen. But sometimes, yeah, the, the, I mean that that 
those type of guys, yeah, they don't deserve a freaking sandwich. Man. But 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 just for the fun of it, um, let's let's do this, guys in the chat. When's the last time a woman cooked for you or even made you a sandwich? Why don't you guys to type it down right now? Tell me when the last time somebody actually cooked for you or made you a sandwich that's a woman. Just curious. Give me months or give me years. Just or your wanna... significant other. We are all inclusive on this channel, sir. Yeah. Or, Don't or get you're... in trouble, though. You're right. You're Don't si- get in you're... trouble. I'm sorry. You're... He, she, <laughs> they, NX, Jex, whatever, all the other stuff that you want to be able to use. Uh, type it down below. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't say nothing to get yourself in the doghouse and you be blaming it on the jump off live. Don't do that. You know. Right. You uh, never know who's that. watching. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know where to find me. and by the way too um i think women are incredible cooks i i don't do much cooking i don't do i I make up for it other ways but my my wife does she just she cooking a hot meal right now that's waiting for me but uh women women there's some incredible males and women cooks out there I, I really can't say that men are better cooks than, than women because most of the people I know that cook great are all women. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that that's my you know, when I listen to your appreciation, you know, Johnny, I think I think a woman would want to cook for somebody who's that appreciative, right? So I think that the cooking is symbolic of the communication as well. Because trust me, I like to cook, but believe me, if I'm mad. It, it will show in the meal as well. <laughs> it, it show, me, let me add some pre to that sucker right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what is this? Salt. <laughs> it comes out in the emotion in the meal. But a lot of women, sometimes it's it's almost, I was having a conversation with someone about the movie, the movie Acrimony. I don't know if you've seen it. I know I'm going to watch a lot of Tyler Perry movies, but that um, movie. That, that is the worst Tyler Perry movie <laughs> of all time. Army Friends. Tyler Perry sucks. I'm going to like to say right people, now. And for the crowd here, if you've never seen it, don't. Don't waste your <laughs> no, time, huh? Listen. Don't waste your time. Hey, unless you want to put a bullet in your private parts. There <laughs> are. Oh, oh, hey, oh, this is what I say. Hey. Hey. This is what I would say. I didn't, curse. I didn't curse. I would say that when I watched that movie, this central theme was how bitter folks can get, right? And sometimes when women reflect, I had a guy, I remember I made, I made him cornmeal porridge. If y'all don't know about Jamaican cornmeal porridge, it's amazing. And uh, we broke up and I felt like, damn, I made him cornmeal porridge. I that cornmeal porridge back. I mean, I felt played, right? <laughs> I cooked my best stuff. So, <laughs> so sometimes, you know, when you're making meals for a man, it also needs to be a certain kind of man. That's to be established. You're not just going to cook for the dude that you're just kicking it with. It's or the jump off. You want to cook for the guy who is settled. You're in a consistent relationship where you're communicating and there is reciprocity. He likes you and you like him. And we've Absolutely. talked about it. We know who we are to each other. Absolutely. So the cooking to me is a very symbolic thing. If I'm cooking for you, you're in. You're in there. Absolutely. So if I'm making you a sandwich, I need to, you know, when you say the make me a sandwich, if we're just cool and I make you a sandwich, I'm making you, this comedian once said, if you just start dating a woman, she makes you a sandwich. That's what the last dude ate. Because he, wow. she doesn't want you to know how you like your sandwich. You're eating the last dude's sandwich. 
Wow. So what we remember is we're learning about each other. This is how relationships work. And even if you've been together seven years, eight years, you're still learning. It's a journey. A part of that is the communication. And when you see that a woman doesn't want to make you a sandwich or is not inspired to make you a sandwich, check yourself. Start with you. Damn, she can't even make me a sandwich. Absolutely. What am I doing wrong? What could I do better? But if a woman is like, I like David said, you're old mowing the lawn, you should be getting that lemonade. You I make you take the lawnmower out on a Saturday, the picture has already been made. That's right. Oh, like the glass is ready. You're gonna get that lemonade because you're doing things for me to take the load off of me, right? And that's how relationships should work. It's that dance. What I think happens in a lot of times, and I think we talked about it before when we talked about the bonnets. That was one of my favorite shows. But the bonnets conversation brought up the idea of because I now have to advocate for myself because so many men have been somewhat emotionally and psychologically castrated and I gotta be the man and the woman. You make me a damn sandwich. (laughs) I'm over here holding it down. So sometimes it creates that dynamic of competition in the household and that's what we wanna remove. I think that's what's um, jeopardizing all of our healthy relationships is when we compete with who gets the lead and who's the the alpha and the beta and it's a struggle. um, so that's my little say on that. I'm going to that, though, because in a marriage, in a relationship, it cannot be a competition. You right. can you cannot have two pilots. You have the pilot and the co-pilot. You have the driver and the passenger seat. Both people cannot have their hands on the wheel at the same time. You know what's going to happen? That bad boy's going to go into that tree and split that car in half because I want to turn here. I want to turn here. You're, you're fighting for it. No, it can't be that way. We got to have our roles and we got to be assigned to those roles, whether you like, whether we like it or not. You know, maybe every once in a while, you got to get in that passenger seat just here and there. But both people can't be on the wheel. You know, and here's the thing, too. Why are we competing? Why, are, why are we competing? Good point. Dave. I, I chose you. You chose me. What's the competition for? It's one thing we play in Scrabble. You know, I'm trying to get that eight-letter word. But, you know, we, we in this every day. I see you come home at night. We got to raise these kids. We got to get these bills. Good. We're trying to build something here. And I got to come home and fight with you? I've been fighting in corporate America all day. So we shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's the, that's the main thing that I'm glad you brought that up, Zoe, is the fact that competition in here, because we shouldn't have that. It should be selflessness here. It shouldn't. You know? The door is the reset button. Whatever happens outside, when that when you walk in that door, whatever happened outside should not be brought inside. It shouldn't be like, I did this all day. You know, the moment the door opens and you walk in that door, it's a reset. It means that it doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter what I experience at work, whatever. It's a reset. I'm at home. All right. Who's home first? And the thing, though, is it's conversation, communication, right? The thing, though, is we don't have that anymore in, in, in a lot of relationships, right? This whole thing is like, have an agreement. Whoever's home first makes it makes food. That's now, good. you know, now the thing though is who doesn't want to come home early no more is the, <laughs> is the big problem, right? So it's all about communication and that stuff. And the next thing is like a lot of people have this whole conception of just meet me halfway. And it baffles me because there's no such thing because not every person is 100% always. Mm-hmm. And if you expect people to meet you halfway and everyone's at 90 that day, you guys won't see eye to eye. It shouldn't be a tick for tat. Give me, I'll do this for you. It should just give completely without expectation of anything in return. 
You know, that that's just where it should be when it comes to relationships. I've learned it through my mistakes. Sucky way to learn is through mistakes. But that's the thing. Is that I think people just ran out of ideas on how to communicate properly. They never learned it. That's one of the biggest problems. But, you know, just jumping in like earlier, just talking about food, just because since that's a to- the topic. So women, there's, so there's women out there that's not going to cook for their man until she knows that he's the one. Is that is that is that how it is? Until or, you're at least, or, until you're or, at least, uh, you know, somewhat committed. So, but they'll spread their legs, but not cook them the good food. Mm. No, mm. I'm saying until there's at least. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying all women, because some women will be like they'll sleep with a man, but don't don't, don't cook at all. Sorry, his last name. There are different kinds of of levels, but I know that for me, if I'm re, I really have to get to a point of feeling that connection and that we're going to a certain place for me to cook for you. Sure, of course. It's like water for chocolate over here with me. Wait, wait, it's got to be at a certain level for, before the cornbread porridge but, but, is, is but I, that's, right, that's right. The cornbread <laughs> porridge with the condensed milk and the cinnamon sticks, you can't get that. <laughs> I, I, I feel something here, John. Wait a minute. So are we saying here that food is, food is more valuable than the, you know, yeah, but the women, the women are given the wop over the food. Like yeah. I can get that, right? <laughs> I, I, I can get all this stuff. I can get you like flipping and flopping, whatever you need to right. do. Okay. Yeah, let's let's. But let's I can't get the freaking t- you know best meal that your mom's recipe that she passed down that she got from great grandma from the great great grandma and stuff like that i can't get that but i can get the most prized possession that i thought that every woman is supposed to protect now we on to something here mikey and now we on to something here so man jd i know you got something on that i come on i can get the wop but i can't get this plate I mean, hey, I, <laughs> come on let's go there come on jd jd i know you got what you got over this flop Ouch. <laughs> yeah, and I that's mean, on if, both if, sides. That's on if, both sides. If, if the WAP is bad and the, and the food is bad, that, that's oh man. That's not that's not a good combination. You got to be able to do one or the other. But um <laughs> personally, and like I said, I always tend to speak. Um I, I, I call myself a um I like to bring people together. So <laughs> When you have a situation like this and you have like, okay, I, all I can speak on in, on this on this subject is how I would raise my daughter. And if it came down to my daughter and whether she was giving it up or if she's going to cook, I'm going to ask her to cook. You know what I mean? I want her to be able to be in a good relationship that is going to have her wanting to cook before we even get to these points where sex is involved because I feel like personally like I always say I feel like the second that sex gets involved in things everything else becomes clouded those relationship roles can shift uh you can lose track of who you are if it's good you can you can hate everything else if it's bad like i mean it, it it changes everything and once you throw the dimension of sex into a relationship everything is different from that point on so you have to be i think those roles need to be set before it comes to that point yeah there's going to be that attraction yeah there's going to be that that physical part of you that, that wants to express yourself this is it's so hard to speak like pc on this stuff but 
Um, let it out, man. Let it out. <laughs> yeah, let it I, out. I'll say that. I'll say that for hey, after eight o'clock. Hey, Diddy, if you got hate, heart, if you got hate in your heart, just let it out. I don't. It's, it's no hate. It's all love, man. It's all love, baby. I'm Clayton. Um, life is good, like the hats say. So, um, but yeah, if 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 it was my daughter and I had a, a situation where she was asking me for relationship advice, I'm going to tell her that if he's giving you his all, you need to give him your all. And I think that's the bottom line. You have too many people who are giving half and only wanting to go halfway in. If you can't go all the way in, you don't need to be in a relationship with that person. If that person doesn't inspire you to want to go all in, you are in the wrong relationship. It took me a long time to figure that out. I'm at a point now where I have somebody who's willing to go all in for me, and it makes me want to go all in for her. Mm -hmm. And when you discover that, Beautiful. Like, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Like, I used to sit all the time. I, I used to see relationships with people. Um, and I would see, you know, that 70-year-old that couple. You know, they, they've been together for, for 55 years of their life. And they're sitting at a, at a restaurant. And, you know, they're holding hands. And, you know, they're talking about their day. And you can tell how much they love each other. Like, I see those relationships. And I was like, man, how does that, how does that work? But now that I'm in a relationship where I can envision myself being like that, you know, 50 years from now, I understand. Bless. Now, I've also seen the flip side of that, where you mm-hmm. got couples who sitting at, you know, whatever restaurant, and they both looking at their phone, not paying attention to anything that the other person got to say. They, they, they not even talking to each other. What is that? What is that? If I need to pick up my phone during the time where I'm out to dinner with my with with my girlfriend, there's something going on. There's a problem because that should be about some time that you guys had together. Any any point in time, I can look at this phone right here, my old ass Note Five. <laughs> I can look at this Note Five whenever I want to, but if I can't set aside 20, 30 minutes to an hour to be with the person who I'm supposed to be spending the rest of my life with, and I need to have this distraction in my face, there's a problem with that, man. There's a problem. There's a problem with a lot of people's relationships. And if you can't find that person who is is going to provide you these things, and if you sit back and you question whether that type of person exists, like I did, you're with the wrong person. I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Fine. Yeah, that, 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 that was amazing, man. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. the thing also. But see, it, it all goes, you know, so we talk about communication so many times, but I think you know, and, and Dr. Zoe talked about it, you know, doing something for somebody because he's, he's the person, he's worth it and stuff like that. I, after communication, after all that stuff, before all that stuff, I'm sorry, it's just that I think people are choosing the wrong people and just hoping and praying yes. of the possibility yes. what this what this man yes. is going to happen. Because for guys, if it's about, men are just always going to be physical. Yes, we do want something more, but the thing, though, is what gets us in the door is the physical aspect of things. And, and, you know, just like you explained, you know, in the beginning, there's that um, there's that honeymoon phase. And when you're stuck at, you know, getting some good stuff, the guys are not going to want to leave at first until and it's 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 over for them until once they realize, I'm like, man, this is the wrong situation I'm in. and I'm stuck on it. And I'm guilty myself of being with women um, longer than I should be because it was just good. Or should I say it was great and amazing? And and Dave's met uh, several of my girls who, who fits that category. Hey, you know, hey, I'm so this right here. I'm gonna give Mikey his flowers right now. If you see his resume, so, 
so the thing with that is that that's the most unfortunate thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's just I think people are choosing the wrong. Before you have problems with the sandwich stuff, which shouldn't be a problem, because if oh if 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 the woman sees you as the person that she sh- she wants to be with, she will automatically take care of what needs to be taken, make up for what you that's lack. Yeah. And if I think that's think that way. And so unfortunately, with that, it's just that goes from the beginning. People are choosing the wrong people from the beginning and hoping and praying it's gonna it's gonna happen and they're gonna change. Women like a bad boy and hoping that they're gonna become a good boy. It's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And then some men think that a woman is gonna be from you know from the streets, and then all of a sudden she's gonna be a homebody woman, which is not gonna happen. You know, and, and so I don't know. That's that's my my, my assessment on that. In defense of uh, Dr. Zoe, that made a lot of sense what you just said, Mike. Man, I'm loving all the perspectives we're getting here tonight. Uh, Dr. Zoe, um, you were talking about, you know, uh, what, what was the meal that you mentioned of the pudding? Cord, the cord cord porridge. Okay, so so yeah, a lot of people, if you never had, huh? <laughs> if you never had Jamaican, Jamaican food, you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. I had the experience of, of having rum chicken when i was in sixth grade for the first time rum chicken in sixth grade so i understand the flavors the process the the love the history the inspiration <laughs> the fire behind that type of meal i get that i get that and and correct me if i'm wrong you've probably shared those kind of meals with men who that down the line you learned didn't even deserve a morsel, as as Morbus would say, Morbus would say, a morsel of that type of food. And you you look back and you're like, like, damn, I made him this. I gave him rump chicken. I made him, you know, this and that. You know what I'm saying? He tasted all of that. My best cooking. He went. He shouldn't even have got a damn sandwich. You know. So I, I get it. It's probably it's a lot of women that probably feel that way too. Like, mm-hmm. man, I cook for this. You know what I'm saying? And you know, he would he it's a risk, it's a gamble, if you will. Mm-hmm. Relationships is a gamble. You don't really get to know a person until you get to know a person. But we always want to think the best of people up front. We want to think the best of people and want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But sometimes in life, it takes time, it takes development to realize whether a person was worth it or not. And then once we realize that they weren't worth it, we look back and then we have these regrets. I would like to encourage everybody, especially the single people that's out there dating and whatnot and meeting different people. Don't hold back being your best with fear of giving your best to someone who doesn't deserve it. Man, that's the life that we live in. It's all about risk. We take risk every day. When you wake up in the morning and walk outside your door, you take a risk. When you jump behind the wheel and drive next to these crazy drivers, you stand in your lane. And they cutting you off and they doing all different things. They in your lane and in everybody's lane. You take a risk. That's what life is all about. And I'm, I'm, I want to encourage women specifically. Don't hold back on giving your best uh, because you're worried that the because of these last dudes did, didn't measure up. They didn't cut it when you gave them the best of you that this next guy is, is going to be the same way. That next guy might be that guy. And you hold back. Mm-hmm. And 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 he knows you're holding back, and he's giving you his best. Oh, he wants to give you his best, and y'all find yourself holding back your best, uh, and you end up missing out on each other. The opportunity of having an incredible life, 
life is full of risk and gamble gambles and you have to be willing to take those risks in order to gain the rewards of it at the end to gain something beautiful like jd has you know what i'm saying i, I mentioned jd because he has the most recent relationship and I, I to see him as happy as he is and to hear him speak the way he speaks makes me feel good because that's my brother and i love him and the type of love that he shares with katie joe is a beautiful thing and i want everybody to be able to experience that but you have to take a risk you have to be willing to take that game and so i get it dr zo i get it I, I totally do but but a lot of good women hold back from from giving a man their best when that may be the man and then they give a whole lot to a man that ain't even really a man you know what i'm saying and 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 you learn that through experiences you right, know right so don't be afraid to take those experiences you know it is what it is but as soon as you find out he garbage move on <laughs> cut him Cut them off. Cut them. Cut it. Cut <laughs> that's a, I think Cut that's it. the biggest problem that everybody has, right? Mm -hmm. is, is that is the fact of letting somebody go. Because sometimes whether men or women, when it comes to that point, they're just, you know, a man or a woman is going to say something like, but I put so much work into it. You know, and, and that's where the, the difficulty starts happening, where, you know, you know, you, you're stuck in that honeymoon phase for so long. You forgot to ask the questions. Then everything finally stops and everything appears of the bad stuff. And then all of a sudden you're just like, but I put in the work, you know, or I, or I made him that special dish already. Good <laughs> Lord. I can't undo that no more. And so okay. I, I, th that's the biggest question. But, you know, but at the very same time, it's like, what do you do from there? How do you how, how do you end things? And, I, and it, it, for some reason, kids are easier at breaking up with people. But uh, as adults. It's that whole, you know, loss and gain that we have. Most adults are, are worse at breaking up with people and letting people go. Yeah, true. That's why you see these long relationships for five years, six years, seven years. If, you're, if you've been with that man for six years, he hasn't popped a question on you. He's never going to pop a question because you gave everything for free. Man. Five years, it doesn't take all, you know, all day to recognize sunshine. Hold on. I, I disagree. It took seven years for me to put... Put the ring but on. you are an outlier my friend that's the thing we cannot use the outlier the one-offs the true, you know it, it's like the same exact thing woman true. says but but you know janet over there found her man you know but that's janet true. That's not, that's at, the, at the majority I, and people need to stop the using world. the outliers as a potential stuff but more than likely you and your significant other had conversations you talked about it you actually planned let's let you know you guys planned it out whereas some women are like i think he's gonna marry me yeah. Like, did he say he's going to marry you? Well, he, he says he wants to have home. a house together. Yeah. Having a house together is not a marriage. Having a kids together is not a marriage. Ignoring those red flags is not going to lead to a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of, and a lot of people do that, too, man. They, uh, a guy will give red flags up front. But, you know, a lot of times we, you know, women will ignore that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Man, you see those flags. Man, let him let it go. Let him Girls go. are gonna say, but he puts it on. He puts it down good in the bedroom. Yeah, so it's that's like an issue. Yeah, that's a problem. Hey, hey, that that gotcha. might be a that might be a problem, but that's it, that's realistic though. It that, is. I mean, yeah. especially when you have somebody who isn't used to um to to being with someone who's going to meet other types of needs other than their sexual needs. Right. So you run into those people who all they've met are people who um. Can, can get down with them in the bedroom. That's mm -hmm. it. And then they don't know how to deal with someone who um, might also, be, besides being able to be good in the bedroom, 
might also be able to cook or might also be a, a you know a good person for them to be with so a lot of times you have some women who they they don't understand they, they're not ready for those types of relationships True. you have guys that are the same way guys True. that go out there looking for that that one thing and everything else be damned and they're willing to sacrifice the good years of their life chasing that thing between her legs when you need to be chasing that wife you need to find somebody who you can spend the rest of your life with Just and these, these are all things like i i've been i've been in a relationship with someone who it didn't work out that taught me so much and i hate that it didn't work out but i wouldn't be the person that i am today without mm -hmm. that and that made me learn the different things that i needed to do to be successful in a relationship the amount that i need to give the, the 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 effort and the work that i need to put in on a daily basis so you have to go through those bad things in order to reach that mountaintop at the end i feel like dr king in here come on now <laughs> please <laughs> you, you you gotta you gotta dig deep mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta you gotta go to the depths of the of hell in order to raise to the heights the heights of yeah. heaven <laughs> okay but on, on a on a real note though yeah you you really have to go through those bad things and there, there's a lot of people now man that's why okay and i'm i'm speaking on on the behalf of women now this is stuff that i don't that i don't really um i can't say that i i can officially speak on but from what i see there are a lot of women who are very discouraged and that are very um um you know they they feel like they can't find a man they feel like there aren't good men out there. There are. I think you just have to be willing to find them. And then if you can't find them, maybe you need to take a look at yourself and see what image that you're projecting to, to different people. And if you can't, if, if you know, if, if the problem, if you believe the problem is that you can't find a man, maybe the problem is you. Because I believe that there are good men out there. There are, there are a lot of good men out there. And there are some men who need a little shining up. They might be a little dusty, a little bit of rusty around the edges. Might need a little Vaseline on the knees. You know, might need a <laughs> might need a little extra toothpaste. But if you shine them up real nice, real pretty, you have a good man. So you have to be willing to um, not always look at perfection as well. No, I, 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 I want us to hold that. JD, you went to a segue that I didn't think we were going to get to tonight, but I think we're going to have to do that right now. But before we do that, though, hey, y'all, the chat is popping. Do y'all see? Do y'all can't even keep up. Know, it's hard. I'm, I'm, I'm like reading and I'm like, I'm on Instagram making sure people are knowing. And yeah. yeah, chat is popping. People keep it up here. Another thing, too, for people in the chat, uh, we're seeing the questions here. So uh, if you got something and you want to chime in extra, throw it in here. We're going to try to get to these questions now that you guys go. And there was a couple ones that we missed. But hey, whatever you have here, uh, put it on the screen here. Um, one question was asked I saw was about one woman. Uh, uh, I don't know if that was uh, Farsight. Hey, can you uh, confirm your question there? I just want to see what you were talking about there. So, once again, Zoe, you wanted to chime in on JD right there? Yes. Because, you know, I wanted to say in, in, in terms of, I would say that it's a state of crisis. Women, I, I, I do primary care, so a lot of my patients are women between the ages of 18 and 44. And... Um, I'm telling you that hearing over and over that there are not very many men and that only 26% of women are getting married. When you hear things like that, it starts to create a sense of 20%, 26% of black women. 
it starts to create a sense of panic. It's almost like when you heard how many people are getting their houses broken into on the street, the community bulletin, you're just like, oh, let me start locking my doors. You start getting panicked and you want to get the brink system and the cameras. That's how we are feeling emotionally. You know, a lot of women feel a sense of urgency and stress. And I, I think I mentioned it before that the idea of I did all the things that I was supposed to do. I, I was supposed to go to school. I was supposed to get my education. I was supposed to be self-sufficient. And now I look up at 38 and time is running out and I don't have my man yet. And I don't have the package of what I thought it would be like. And so I would say, I remember I used to do this thing with my girlfriends when I was single. I would say, I wish I could build a man, like build a bear workshop. <laughs> Make me a man from all the men I've met or I've been with in the past. And that's the thing. I think a lot of times we have to reflect on, instead of just throwing the experiences and saying, this dude was trash. I think it's important to actually see what things did you like and what things you did you miss? Because sometimes these are not the same things you found cute in the beginning. Later on, it's that very thing that breaks people up. Because no. it, it's, they're, they're ignoring because of the sex, it's cute. Because he's putting it down. Oh, he's, he doesn't answer his phone for three, four days at a time. Um, and it ends up being very stressful later on when those same traits start to haunt you. So I often will say, let us be rational and decisive. Let us understand what we are dealing with and make sure that you don't ignore the red flags. But the urgency that we're seeing, it doesn't have to be so panicked because there are still a lot of great guys out there. Um, there's still a lot of men out there that want to be married. It's just going to take you as women understanding that they're not all going to look like what you see on television. They're not all going to be a Russell Wilson. They're not all going to be a Johnny Dangerous or a JD. I mean, or David. It's just, you're going to have to realize that the Mikeys of the world are few and far in between. You're going to have to really look at what are my, the 80 20 rule. What are the things that I know I can't live without? And what things do I need to let go of? Not to settle, but to understand, you, you know, you have to have some real hardcore deal breakers. Stick to those. And when that person doesn't fit it, let's go ahead and understand that we it's time to be out. Hey, so I got to push back on you there. Got to push back on okay. one, one of the things in the middle there you said there. Women need urgency. You say create anxiety. Y'all need that anxiety. You know? Wait, can everybody hear me? Yeah. Okay, okay. Can definitely hear. Okay, I saw some had some dead noise here. Okay, good. So women need this urgency because let's just keep it 100 here. The dating game, how you want to say it, the, this game of life, however you want to coin it, there's not many of us out here. It is a hardcore competition. And for women, it's a finite amount of time for you to get your man for the for if you want to get all you can get, and we know you can't get all you can get, but if you can try to get everything on that checklist, it needs to be urgency. It needs to happen sooner. Let's 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 put some numbers down. These, these are facts, people. Blackdemographics.com and the CDC. Blackdemographics.com is for black people by black people. All right, check that website out if you want some real numbers along the CDC. You know what? Matter of fact, because I said that there, I'm putting down on the, on the banner there. All right, blackdemographics.com. Get your numbers there. Right. So. There are 340 million Americans in this country, right? Let's just break it down to the macro level. And on top of that, we have 14.7% black people. Let's just high ball to 15%, right? Out of that number, there's 27 million men in the country. Out of that 27 million men, the number breaks down to 52% to 48% women to men. I mentioned this on a, on a previous show that 
if every legally binding man could get married today, there would still be 2 million single black women out here today. If every the time this guy right now, whoever was they turn 17 or 18, and then the guy before he's on the incubator bed and he before he goes beep, but he can legally say I do, there will still be two million single black women out there. So, what's that telling you, ladies? It the numbers are not with you. So there should be urgency, there should be anxiety. Because if if men and I say, and I'm saying this, men know this, they're exercising their options. So if they're exercising your options. You need to be the best that you can be if you want that. As, as long as you speak on the, the difference between urgency and desperation. I, the, I, didn't, I didn't say desperation. I know. I'm, I'm yeah. just saying. I just want you to speak on that because okay. th well, those are two different things. Well, there's a thing too. And, and so you, I want to get you to chime back and being a woman here on this. Mm -hmm. You should know that. What well, should know what is being discussed is that women are being taught to get your education, you know, and, and then live your life, have your hot girl summers, and then you can go ahead and find your man in your thirties. By the time that happens, it's too damn late. You know, why can't we have women do both? Why can't you date your man and handle your school at the same time? Because let's just keep it 100. And I asked you this question on a private call. Uh, you, a lot of your friends were married right after college, right? Soon as they were dating girls in college, oh, I'm talking about, you know, they were dating in college or engaged and then got married. But we saw far and few, they were just hanging out. So I'm going to have my hot girl summer. They were prioritizing both things here. So when you get to your 30s and our men are saying, hey, there's more of y'all than me, I'm going to see the one who's going to rock with me the best. So, women, if you understand that, you know that the odds and numbers are against you and it's time to take urgency. So, what do you say about that? Man, I'm telling you right now, there is a level of, when you talk about urgency and I feel like the 28 year old who is aware has urgency, the 35 year old is, is getting stressed and somewhat desperate. Actually 35, you're too late, technically. No, but that's where you, you see that. Like, and then and let me, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. One thing too, you said you didn't have your man. You do, you just had, you just had an unsuccessful situation at one time though, right? So. So but my journey with that is when I was in when I was in med school, I was also looking, thinking for me, the complete package of who I am would be to be a wife and a mother and a doctor. So I was actually also looking to be married. And if I met somebody who didn't want to get married anytime soon, I wasn't interested because I mean, what are we what are we doing now? Are we just hanging out? I, I'm too. I have no time to hang out. My time is my most limited resource. So if I meet somebody and all they want to do is hang out and be this loose loose thing that's amorphous and not going anywhere i can't i can't do it a lot of women don't understand that it's okay to be discriminatory about these things by saying to a man discriminatory about what i'm looking to get married are you looking to get married okay no? okay i'm good we we can't be friends i don't have any time to invest in this friendship i have friends already i'm looking for a man to build a life with and that's okay to say that but it's also okay to make it known that you are looking. So somebody doesn't think it's casual when it's not. Because the problem when we talk about communication is if that man thinks it's casual and you think three years later, it can't be casual because I met his mom. We go on trips together. No, 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 no. You're just a consistent casual relationship. Mm. It doesn't mean it's going anywhere. The other part of it is I also, you know, I got divorced and then I started to date again when I felt ready to get back out there and date again. But how I date, I feel like I was dating, not as a woman who's like, oh, well, let me, 
oh Lord, I was dating like a woman who has no stress about having kids because I already did that. <laughs> no stress about buying a house, I already have a house. I'm able to date and really pick somebody based on what I need for me um, and date on not a sense of urgency, but a sense of I'm looking for a life companion. And what I found is because I'm not dating with that sense of urgency, a lot more men were interested because I didn't grill them on the, on, on like I was, so what's your five-year plan? Where do you see yourself in five years? What are you doing? Um, you you're trying, you're trying to run them away right there. What's your five-year <laughs> plan? What the yes, hell? It's not with you. Yeah, a lot of women are, it's like, it's like a human resources interview these days. They want to know up front what your plan is. Where do you see this going? Are you looking for a wife? Have you been married before? How do you view raising? They're asking these but, things by day two, day three. You didn't answer my question. What was you, the numbers that I gave to you, shouldn't women feel urgency knowing that one, you say you don't like it, but these are facts. There's oh, one out of every four black women is going to get married, right? You know, um, the fact that there is 51% of black men out here who are single and ready to get married, 65% are in the middle class here, but women aren't checking for them here. And women saying there's no urgency and the dudes are here. And if I gave you these numbers that there's 2 million more women that's ready to be married than men, and men know this here, and then especially black men, I'm saying 65% are in the middle class. There should be urgency, yes or no? There, no, I, I'm not. I'm saying there's crisis. Your the urgency exists. It needs to be urgency. It should be urgency when you're moving into your first apartment after college. But then we get into our 30s, and now we're at crisis mode. And then we get into a complete um, psychological stress because now you feel like, am I good enough? Am I going to measure up? All these factors go into your decision, and all these factors go into your relationship, which adds pressure. I have a really good friend. He's a single man in the East Coast where men are, you know, oh Lord, men, a man can trip over one woman and fall on the next one. Um, and he, and this man is literally saying, I wanted, a, I wanted a specific kind of woman. What he wanted in a woman, I once told it does not exist. Well, he found five of them. He wanted a woman who was research oriented, published, well-read, cultured, what great body. That, that right there is perfect because like you said, there, you know, he found five of them because a lot of women think that there is not that perfect woman for a man. So they're like, oh, he's not going to find that. But men will find that. But let's let, let's remove urgency. Let's remove desperation from the word. Let's just let's just remove that. The word that needs to be used is purpose. I don't think people live with a purpose of what yes. they need to do in life. Let's let's remove the urgency because that's, you know, we're you know, that's right there. When you use the urgency, it's going to trip people off purpose. People don't have purpose. And it goes for both men and women. And unfortunately, you know, like like Dr. Zoe explained earlier to earlier was that talking about the thing though is for the women that are freaking out and stuff like that is number one is like when I when I when I teach sales and marketing to people, I teach men normally in sales and I teach guys and say, I want you to sell your services like you want to sleep with that person. That's how you need to be able to work on that. But at the same time, as for, for, for relationship-wise, you have to treat it like a business. The thing, though, is number one is they don't have purpose. They don't know what real type of man they have that they want in life. That's one big problem. In marketing, you have to have a target. You, you, need to have, you have to niche it down and figure out. You can't just say, I want all the men or I want all black men, all Latinos, you know, all Boricuas out there and stuff like that. No, no, no. What type of man do you want? Niche it down. Figure it out. Then once you have that, that idea of your target market, then you need to look at your presentation. You know, a lot, you know, 
just going by the bonnet situation that you guys had a conversation, you know, the, the other week and stuff like that. Going out in public with it, if you're single and you're in the purpose of trying to meet a man, every single second of your life, there's an opportunity to meet that man. And when you don't put yourself out there the way how a man is going to get attracted to you, then you're, you might lose, you know, yeah, one hour, two hour, three hours a day, you're, you're out there in the public in the bonnet, that dirt. There were multiple potentials that was there in front of you that you did not attract. Number two is women are too closed off. Let's be honest. Women are closed off. They don't even know how to smile on a person. They don't even know how to be able to just, you know, and the thing is, single women keep women single. So if you're among other single women, guess what? And you're in your 30s, you're single for the rest of your life. Unless you start hanging out with the people who are in relationships. Now, the thing is, let's go back to urgency for this. Women don't understand that men, and in this whole men have options. Let's, let's change it. Men have, men, it's global. Men can find women everywhere now. And that is the biggest problem of a lot of American women nowadays. They don't understand that men are not, it's not about what race you are. It's like more than men are sick and tired of americanized women that's the biggest problem right you know we go back to the food stuff men will find themselves somebody who's who who is of a different ethnicity you know you have you know you have your latinos you have your asians your filipinos men are looking elsewhere now ladies here you know and that's what we need to be able to understand is that it's no longer your, you know, a guy can find a woman, like you said, your friend in the East Coast, he has everything over there, but he still has the option to find a person in the West Coast. But women are only thinking about this is my area. And that, I think, is one of the biggest mistakes that women are doing, is that all of a sudden you think that you're original. When you have about 200, 300 copies out there that I can find within a matter of a few block radius. And that, I think, is one of the biggest problems. And the, the urgency-wise, let's just talk about health. Geriatric pregnancies are coming out. You know, women have this thing. My favorite time back in the days when I was in Arizona was finding myself a bunch of 30-year-old women because I can sleep with a 30-year-old woman the very same day. It was so easy because they're going to start talking about, I can, you know, it's easy to find a man to marry. No, it's not. Okay, let's talk about it. And, I'll, I, and I would purposely make them depressed a little bit just for the fun of it. Oh, you're 30 years of age. Oh, it's easy to find a man to marry you? Okay, so how long, you know, how long have you been looking for a man? Oh, I've been looking for a man for a year. Okay, so you think you're going to find your man within the next so-and-so? Yeah, I can find. Okay, so there's about, let's say, 10,000 good available men in the area at this very moment. How many of them are married? Oh, maybe 5,000, half. You're down to 5,000 men. After those 5,000 guys, how many of them have a girlfriend? Oh, maybe you're down to 2,500 potential men right now. Oh, now you have 2,500 men. How many of them are in this bar right now? None. At the very same time as if you meet a man, how long do you have to date before you marry? Me. Right? I would, I would literally do this almost every single woman. I'll say, okay, let me ask this quick question. All right? Um, if, so right now, how, many time, how long do you have to meet a man before you want to marry him? Oh, I want to date him for like two years. Okay, so now you're 32. Perfectly fine. And then once you guys actually meet up, when do you want to have a baby? Well, I want to be able to travel the world for a couple of years and then have this and then I'll buy a house. And I'm like, so pretty much your baby's about to die on you because you're 36 about to give up, you know, before you're about to, you know, and yeah. then they get like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so right. Oh, and oh, by the way, don't you like blondes and blue eyes like you told me earlier? Yeah. 
Um, where is there a person right next to me right now that's a blonde and blue-eyed man at this moment that is, fits your description? No. And then the worst part about lady is who's the one giving you attention? Me. That's who. My penny dropper. And then Mike, like, you okay. ready to get out of here? Hey. Okay. Hey. That's the hey. thing. Mike is for Women say, I want a blonde and blue-eyed guy. No, that's the thing. It's like, open it. You know, open your eyes, ladies. You know, and I think I think it goes the same exact, exact way for men. Open your eyes as well, man, and say, be like, yeah. be like listen, that, that, yeah, that girl is not going to be for you. And like I said, you don't understand. Look at, I mean, I, look at who the guys are looking at now. And just because that guys stare at these type of women, that does not mean that those are the type of women we want to marry. True. We just want to spread their legs open and that's it. We don't want to marry a Kim Kardashian or so forth and stuff like that. Nobody wants to marry Saweetie. Now, mind you, look at Saweetie, for example. Her mother is not black. She's Filipino. Look at, you know, H-E-R, her. She's Filipino. That's the thing. Women are not understanding. If Let's go with the, you know, the, the African-American culture and stuff like that. Women don't understand that your competition is not just the white chicks out there. So you're, you know, when you, when Dave gave that numbers early on today, there's going to be, if all, everyone matches up, there's still 2 million that are not going to be married. It's more all over the world now because the That's fact right. is people are now choosing that they have more than options. Mm -hmm. And the thing, though, is people need, number one, men need to put their butts to work, find ways to be able to make themselves more successful, you know, stop hiding in your mother's basement. And, and women at the very same time is get the hell out of the house and actually show yourself and present yourself to men and be open. You know, that's, that's my biggest problem and stuff like that. When I, when I see women and when I see men, when you guys should just be together and enjoying yourself and meeting people and stuff like that. And, and nobody wants to meet people anymore. And it, it just, it just, it sucks that, I mean, you know, that's just, that's the only thing I can say about that. It's like, put your best foot forward. You know, dress up, look pretty. You don't have to put on makeup. You don't have to like put, I, I'm, I'm a certified, I can actually give lip fillers. I'm certified for it. I'm trained for it. And it's annoying when I see beautiful women that were asking me to do lip fillers and Botox on them. Mm. And I'm like, and this was in Arizona. I was like, man, girl, you're, you're beautiful. Yeah. You know, maybe you need a boob job, but that doesn't mean, I mean, just like, you know, my, my thing is just that it, it's Arizona, Scottsdale. What do you expect? I mean, but I'm just saying is that lip fillers, really? And then now we have butt fillers? I don't know, man. Let's let us let us talk on that for a little bit. I, I'm I would like to to hear everyone's um uh sort of opinions on the the ever-changing definition of beauty. I think that beauty right now is something that is well, I mean, it's always in the eye of the beholder, as they say. But um, I believe as time has gone on, more people are willing to, um, how can I say it, um, buy beauty, um, create artificial beauty. And when you have those types of ideals, like they, there's always this, you know, this, 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 this guy or, you know, a guy or a girl, let's say that. I feel like, and, and I, man, I feel like all the time I end up speaking on the behalf of women, but this is in my idea. I feel like women 
have this sort of view and idea of what they think beauty is and that a lot of them feel as though they can't aspire to that. Men, I feel on the other hand, we realize in general, I'm speaking in generalities, I feel like men more so as a whole realize their worth. They realize that they don't have to be in tip top shape. They don't, they don't have to be the most handsome guy on the block in order to get a woman who they feel, um, you know, is, is, is beautiful. And I think that women, on the other hand, have so many self-esteem issues that they don't view themselves as being beautiful. Like for me, you don't have to be the skinniest person. You don't have to be this, this, you know, um, like Stevie said in the chat, um, you know, there's this idea that, you know, like somebody like Kim Kardashian, that's what guys want. No, I might want to fuck that, but that's not what I want to, to, to have as a wife. That's not something that I would want as a partner because outside of that beauty, what's there behind that? And outside of that, those, you know, the, 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 the diaper booty that she got outside of the, the, the fake boobs that she got, where, where's the person that's behind that? Now, I don't know her, so maybe there is that depth there. But, I mean, I saw the Ray J sex tape, and that put her on. And from that point on, I was like, eh, I mean, yeah, I might like to watch it. But after that point, like, I'm not inviting her to come over to my crib. Like, she to was go hang out with my closet mom. organizer. Right, Exactly. 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 And and look at where that has taken her. And I know we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, too, and how we, we jumped into how, um, you know, people are able to 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 understand the value in a last name and how she was able to to socially climb the ladder on the back of men that she's been with. And is that necessarily. Uh, and uh, OK, I don't I don't agree with this, but is that necessarily a bad thing? Is it bad for a person to capitalize on the person that they're with? Um, if you were able to, you know, somehow, some way grab a, a person who you feel is out of, out of your league, but you were able to get them, is it bad to capitalize on that? Is it bad to say, like, man, you know, um, I don't feel like I should have got this person, but since I got them, it's okay, right? Man. I don't think you. I th I, for me, was I don't think it's right to use anyone um, from a man using a woman to capitalize on them to move himself up, and just at the same time as for women to use men. I think that it, that's a problem. Is like people started looking at people as objects nowadays, and and I think that that's that's the slippery slope. But the the perfect way to look at it is look at her relationship. She can never keep one. So so I mean, those type of people are are the ones, and that's the thing. Women do all these things they don't do this for men anymore to look good women do it for for pretty much for for metrics in in uh in the, in their instagram pages women look good for other women because women need the validation from other women to say that oh my god that's that looks good on you and i think that that's where is the problem is that women are trying to be like who they think the guys are 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 salivating over but what they don't understand is, like you know, like you said earlier, is that we don't want to marry those women. We just want to look at them, and that I think is the problem: is that women are starting to think that if I be like her, if I get the lip fillers, if I get you know the booty cement, that I can actually end up getting those those men. And the worst part about it, it's the wrong type of men because once again, they did not 
have purpose on what type of men that they should be getting for. They want everything that's good. What they don't ask themselves is, what are the bad things and bad qualities about this man that I'm willing to accept if I'm going to marry this man? Because people are so worried about all the, what, the values that he has, what he has to offer, all that stuff. The thing, though, is can you accept that he snores at night? Can you accept that you wake up, that you have saliva all over your cheeks because your man drooled on you? Can you understand that he every now and then he wears some tidy whities and he might get some brown streaks up on that that you might have to put in the damn laundry room but no women don't want to look at they want to look at the metrics i don't know that i mean that's but like i said no one should use anybody man or woman i think it i think it's i think it's it shows weakness on a person if they do that yeah, man, a lot of great points, man. It's a lot that I agree with in here and uh, a lot that, um, you know, I may be hearing for the first time. Um, Dr. Zell, uh, rewinding it back a little bit um, in regards to, you know, you talking with a man or listening to a man and get, kind of give, giving them that quiz that you have, you know, to find out if they're even interested in, you know, getting married and, and whatnot. That's that's important. It's, it's critical. It's critical. Um Dave mentioned something as far as, you know, scaring men off. True, true. A lot of men, even if they ultimately want to become married, having that conversation on the first, second date can kind of make a man like, oh, damn, she already talking about marriage. She ain't even made me a damn sandwich yet. Damn, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to be, be mindful of that. But at the same time, time is of the essence. It's unfortunate the balance and the the unfairness. We live in an unfair world. Period. I think all of you guys would agree with that. Uh-huh. Life is unfair. It's unfair that women outnumber men. It's unfair. It's not fair. But because of those numbers, they actualize into something real. Meaning that a man that's established that has a little bit of money, he ain't even got to look great. He ain't even got to look good. He can be ugly. If he got money and he got some type of status, like Mikey was saying, the world is his. He can go wherever he want to go, when he want to go, and get whoever he want to get. And if he can't get her, I'm going to get somebody like her. You know what I'm saying? So it's an unfair world that we live in. This, this has been my ideology in an unfair way. Unfortunately, as men get older, and become more established and be uh, in career, uh, finances, um, their stock value goes up. Doesn't matter how they look, their stock value goes up. Women, as time goes on, as that clock continues to tick, as time goes on, no matter how established they are, they, they can kind of compete with it, but their stock value slowly goes down that's the unfair world that we live in it doesn't matter how good she looks it doesn't matter how much money she has it doesn't matter if she's self-made it doesn't matter what her title is the imbalance is there that men's stock value goes up if they're established and women theirs goes down because they have that clock that they're fighting against one of our one of our uh uh, uh guests in the comments uh were mentioning that you know uh men are working towards finances and women are working towards that reproductive, you know, clock. And then some women are completely out of game when it comes to reproducing, you know? And so uh, most men do want to have 
a child with the woman uh, if they don't have any kids to continue their name on, which we talked about that in our last uh, uh, show. It's just the it's the unfair world um, that we live in, and it's, there's an imbalance there. Um, but everybody um, has to understand that we we convince ourselves, we trick ourselves into believing things that are not factual. The first thing is recognizing the facts. If you realize the facts, you can work. You can you can do some things to uh, establish yourself and work uh, in time to gain whatever you want to gain. But if you ignore the facts, then you're ultimately chasing a dream, a, a false reality, you know, and, th and that's where people uh, need to grasp a hold of themselves. You know, um, it's hard to learn to love someone else and give that person what they need if you don't know what you need yourself, if you don't love yourself enough. And it's a lot of people out there, unfortunately, that do not love themselves. There is no key to anything, but there's life lessons to everything. And if you can open your mind up to learn from every experience, good, bad, or indifferent, then you open your mind up to an opportunity to becoming a better you. And once you become a better you and you continue to grow, you can acquire whatever it is that you want in this life, whether you're a man or a woman. Just realize that we live in an imperfect world. And that means that you don't have to be perfect. A lot of us men, like Mike was talking about, man, we like to look at a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? We like to look at it, but we ain't trying to wife it. We ain't trying to wife it. These big eyelashes that y'all women like to wear, I don't give a damn about them eyelashes. They don't mean nothing. Unless I'm in a hot climate and I'm trying to get cool. You can sit next to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're doing long-term things to your body for a short-term gain in a man. Get that. Think about that. You're doing long-term things to your body that's only going to result in a short-term gain. And it might just only be that night. And the next night, another man. And another, you know, it, I'm, I'm not calling women, you know, that do that a hoe or anything like that. I'm just saying, just think about this, that the type of man that you want. is not going to come from. You putting surgery into your body. Unless you just looking for a sugar daddy, sugar daddy, old school, old cat with a lot with a big bag. He might want a woman to get all of that. He might he might pay for all of that. But we're talking about the type of man that's got some substance that's going to be there for you emotionally, spiritually, and all those different things. And not just lead you with his money, but lead you with his life, with his heart, to give you his all. That type of man is not going to care about none of that. It's going to be about what you bring to the table as far as providing him. If, if you can make that man feel like, and not so much as feel like, but if you can if you can provide that man with nourishment, whatever that means, whatever defines nourishment to that man, if you give him substance, then that man will be willing to live for you or die for you. And you need to always keep that in mind. But love and growth starts right here first. And you got to do that. I just wanted to share that. Man, man John, uh, I wanted to say something. And you said a lot of the stuff I was going to say. I'm like, man, I'm not going to be able to talk right now. Let's do here. My bad, bro. Uh, no, no, it's, it's all good though. But you know, I, I wanted to add a little bit to that though, where you were so right on about men getting to their peak here when they get older and women. And of course, I'll pose it back to, to the lady on the panel, though, after I say say a few things here. Uh, 
men get older and look like Sean Connery, and women get older and look like Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I had to turn off my volume and I, I had to say a bad word, man, because that, that, that caught me off guard, man. I mean, uh, up until the fact that Sean kind of passed away, the women didn't matter if y'all were black, white, Puerto Rican, Mexican, Filipino. That's what he was like, 91 years old. Y'all wanted some Sean Connery. And I here's the thing, though. I seen Sharon Stone dating a 25-year-old rapper, and she's starting to look like Sean Connery right now. <laughs> as much as I love Sharon, she got them gold teeth and wearing a ski mask looking like Sean right now. I'm like, God, you know what I'm saying? So my, I'm just using that example, but it's such a, it, I'm using that joke as an analogy that when men, men want women, the preferred age is between 20 and 27, and the average age is 22, right? But guess what that age is for men wanting that? Between 18 to 64. Mm. So think about it, ladies. When I was talking about the urgency and what y'all need to do, if a, like Mikey and John were stating earlier, if you have a man that's high value, he is older, he's in his you know, 30, late 30s, 40s, and he's hitting his prime as far as his earning potential, who is he going to choose? He's going to, it's universal. He's going to get to that 20 to 27, but the average, the peak number is 22. You know? So when, when we talk about, when we say we choose urgency or use these different words or whatever the word we want to coin it for this episode here, we have to look at the fact that men are looking at a certain finite area. If we, if you are not locking us down at a certain point. And so that's why I was bringing about about the balance going to school. And if you're supposed to go to college to get your man, you get your education and you get your man. So by the time you graduate, you go ahead and get that Ikea love struggle and you build together after the fact. But what happens is, Women graduate and dump they man. Like, I'll find another one. I'm good, girl. You know, hot girl summer. And what happens? 31. Let me go start looking real hard now. But you know what, though? That dude you could have had that struggle love with at Ikea. What's he doing now? He's 35. Uh, he's on the way to being director, making six figures. He's part of that 8% elite level club. And then you give him a call. Come on now. Ain't going to work. Hey, real real quick, Dave. So where where... And I'm asking this to Dr. Zoe. Where's that disconnect then? Like, why don't why don't women understand that fact that, like, okay, maybe I should stick it out with this guy as opposed to ditching him, thinking that you're gonna find something else, and then realizing that at a certain point you're past your prime and it's too late. Like, where's where's that disconnect? Where's where's that like who's feeding that that sort of that that part of the relationship? between a, a, a man and a woman who's where, where's where's that disconnect come from Good question. so i think that it, it comes back to how and, and it's cultural it's completely cultural but it comes back to also how we date how we're allowed to to get that freedom to choose a lot of young i can speak about the black community a lot of young black women aren't told that they can date as teenagers because that then you're fast you know, you're out there loose in the streets. So they, they have to wait till they're older. And then the idea of, well, this is the maybe the first or second boyfriend and I'm 22, I don't know yet. Um, you can really see a lot of women also not being sure because right again, right, just like David said, when you are 22 fresh, fresh out of college, the 45 year old is trying to holler at you too. So then 
the 22 year old who's putting together Ikea furniture, there's a 45 year old that's trying to holler at you. You're not at that age able to discern this discernment. You're not able to tell who's legit and who's not yet because you haven't had a lot of time dating. You haven't, don't have that experience. And many times women will gamble for somebody they believe can give them exposure. Somebody who has a car already versus the guy on the bus. And women have, there was a, one of the housewives on Real Housewives of Atlanta mentioned that she is offered, she said, I, 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 get, I get offered dick all the time is what she said. I go to the mailbox, can't you want some dick? She goes to the grocery store, you want some dick? A 22 year old woman who doesn't have a thing but a cute face gets hollered at by all these men from all these ages, just like David said. Men from 18 to, to 64 are trying to talk to this one person. And so many times they choose the wrong one, right? How do you know? You're 22. Um, then you end up with that bad experience, or maybe it worked out for you, but most of the time it's a bad experience. But that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be learning. The ones who have very little experience seeing functional relationships may not know what a healthy functional relationship looks like because you didn't see a model of that. So how can you tell who would be a good man for you if you haven't seen successful relationships as well? So it comes back to that dynamic of you haven't seen people fight and argue in a healthy way. So you may not know how to fight and argue in a healthy way. You haven't seen people commit and what that looks like. So you don't know what commitment looks like. You also might be told by family, hey man, get the bag, get that money. A lot of young women are being told, don't, don't, don't go for the same dude. So some women don't, don't get the best advice and they choose based on infatuation, um, resources, physical appearance somebody who seems exciting, they may not be looking down the road at, okay, because I tell people all the time, the man that a woman will like at the age of 40 and the man that a woman liked at 22, totally different. When you're 22, you like future. When you're 40, you like Russell Wilson. Mm. Mm. Okay. Let me uh, chime in on that. I want to piggyback to uh, what Zoe said, but what JD asked that question, the, the answer is what Mikey said earlier. Single women are keeping single women single. That's the and the thing is that all these single women who are make or like I said, it stems back to the beginning. Her how we get into this post here, this kind of this uh uh the show here. I am seeing nothing but women comment, and they're not getting any input from men. Single women keeping other single women single, and then then when we chime in, we are wrong. No, they don't want to listen to us let let me give some other information here for the ladies that's when i when i go back to the urgency talk here and when we look at you know the, the age the age difference here like i said when we level up we look at a certain thing here we have to women have to look at that competition factors though right because at 20 like i said when i go back to 22 and 25 if all the men here are single and then we see that 35-year-old woman who says she has a PhD and got a college degree and got her and got everything going here. We don't care about that. Let's just get to the let's get to the facts of it. You know, how many times we see a successful man marry a secretary? What's what 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 is the number one thing that men want? Man, we just want some, you know, we we really want, you know, a sandwich. Oh, yeah, you know, no sandwich, man. Comp compromise. We want to we, we we don't want to have all the extra drama. You know, a 24-year-old ain't going to give us that drama to a 35-year-old. Let's keep it fat, because you know why? 35-year-old woman, she got a lot of miles on her from life, whether good or bad. The miles can dictate how you treat that man. 
So if you are 35, 40 years old, fellas, right? And then you out here in the market, that 24-year-old, she's what are you what do you agree with this or not? She's looking at things in a different way than that 35, 40-year-old woman. So for ladies, when you get that man, don't throw him back out to the river. How many uh, black women are the queens of getting engaged but never married? How many, friends, how many how many women do we all know here? So I've been engaged this many times, but how many times they got that ring? When you get the engagement ring, go. you got the dude. Why do you think that you're going to have so many more options? Once again, one out of four black women get married. So when you keep throwing them back, what's that is? That's karma. You can only throw that back into the river so many times before that river gets dry. And yeah, we want to go ahead. So back to the whole thing about, I think it's not about, you know, like when we say, when we tell women, you know, don't throw that that man back and stuff like that because you know that might be only a chance you know i would take it to the other part where i think that what if the guy really is a bad person because that's what that's a counter argument of a woman yeah, yeah a counter argument of a woman is what if that guy's a bad person and look there's a lot of messed up dudes out there i, I i'm not gonna say that you know women are the fault that and men are right look there's bad there's bad people on both sides right and, and so the biggest problem is like before you freaking throw in the hook you know the bait like choose i mean before you throw in you know the the hook in the water for the ladies wise choose the right bait that you want to use to so you can catch the right fish the thing though is you know that's the thing it's just that it, it starts becoming something where you know you need to you need to get the louis vuitton bag you need to get the the herme bag and stuff like that and you know but yeah like dr zo said is that women don't have the rights you know they don't see the right type of relationships out there but at the very same time is look at where they're they actually do know the type of relationships that they want because of what type of shows they watch when you start looking at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, when you start watching the Kardashians, when you start looking at Saweetie, when you start looking at all these different things, it, you know, I, I, I'm just like, for me, wise, I'm sick and tired of women or even men saying that, you know, I made a mistake. No, you made the right decision because that was your choice then. Stop saying you made the wrong decision. You, that Own your stuff up. Right, you made the right. It was the right decision for that very moment. So it's not the wrong decision, because if you did know it was wrong, you would have not have done it at all. So have some accountability with it. But yeah, it's just let's not just say women need to stop throwing men back, because that's still not fair as well. Because what well, if the I'm dude not, really well, is? Well, out? Mike, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that and for this conversation. I'm not excusing bad behavior. So, okay, so that's so, off the table. It, it, I'm, I'm Good guy. Okay, got it. So if if we're we can have a another conversation about bad behavior. That that yeah. I, that I want to get into, but we don't have time for that tonight. Sure. But I'm not sure. adding the bad behavior aspect of it. I'm adding the aspect that I know a lot, I've had tons of conversations with other friends and people I've been work with where that that dude was a good dude. He was a nerd. He was, he was too nice. He was too nice. You know, I, I I will be honest. I don't know how many times in high school I was told. McDave, you the guy I'll marry, but not right now. Right here, that yo, was me, man. Yo, and I see them, and I see some of these girls on Facebook now, and they outweigh me two times. <laughs> put that out there. Hey, 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 Dave. You, 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 yeah, go you, ahead. You, you've met my first girlfriend, right? You remember Mary? Like she, she's tripled my size now, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I got away from that <laughs> one. You, you, you did good on that one, you know. But I don't want any bad behavior, but you know. uh, 
that's another conversation. But to, for this conversation here, we're talking about if you have that guy, if he could be a nerd, he could be a you know, he's, he's born and lame. You know what's gonna happen at 45? You want to be boring. You want the lame dude. You chilling. You tired from that long day at work, right? So we talking about you come home, about that we go back to the cooking the sandwich. That boring dude is right there being boring with you watching Blackish. But it's the whole <laughs> it, it, it's the whole Captain Fix a Dick. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like you want the good one, mm-hmm. but at the same time, is you want to be able to tame it as well. Yeah. And and that I think is and and exactly you you are choosing and picking and trying to catch the wrong fish. And, and last time I checked, the nerd right here and that's why i t- t- tell people the nerd is the one that's actually going to be able to put a roof over your head the nerd that dork is the one that's going to be able to make sure that there's three meals plus plus a nice you know um snack in the middle you know for you in the table the, the nerd is the one who's gonna watch freaking tutorials and, and lay you and lay it down to you in the bedroom because he learned what he needed to do not you know and that's the biggest thing is that People are just <laughs> going for the fast pleasure of things. And the nerd is the one that's going to buy you a freaking Louis Vuitton bag. And it's not, they're not just going to give you the, the used Louis Vuitton that you can get at, you know, at um, whatever those used Marshall, store places TJ are, Max. right? Yeah. You know, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get you the, the 2020 Ross. edition to tw- 2021. And that's the biggest thing is that people want fast returns, want, you know, want fast you know, profits and stuff like that, when they're not looking at the long end, what's going to happen in the, in, in the 10 year mark, can this dude sustain himself? You know, this dude that makes, I don't know, the guy prints t-shirts, right? You know, that's, that's his job or he does this, Look, I, I sell t-shirts, but that does not my main, that's not my main hustle, you know? So that's a, I think that that's where it is, is that women just really need to start looking at what they need to find. And just going back with the whole stuff where women, single women keep women single. Do you think a man is going to approach a bunch of women at a club? It's not going to happen. But women love the fact I want him to hunt for me. No, 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 no. Men want you know the 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 uh, gazelle that's limping right now, the easy to catch, the one who got left behind already. It, it's women don't understand it, but women want. I want a guy who's going to approach me. You know who's going to approach you? The dude that's going to break your heart. Because that's a dude that don't care that there's 20 women that's surrounding you and he knows how to handle a group of women, you know, and that's the biggest thing. So women are like, oh, my God, he approached me. He picked me, you know, but that's the thing. No, he targeted you. Mm, man, He hope. targeted you. And mm. I'm sorry to say that I've learned that way. Mm. I know how to do that stuff. I live that stuff. I knew and figured out and I and I and I studied how to be able to assess women, how to be able to look at little things. I go to a club, I know where I'm going to find a girl easily that looks good that can close easily. I've done all that. But that's the biggest thing is why did I have to learn how to approach a woman because women made it hard. And so when a guy knows the trick and he does it to you, don't whine, don't complain that he broke your heart. Because guess what? You started the game. Women created the rules. Men just figured it out. Mm. That's a mic drop. Uh, fire. I, I wish I had gunshots. <laughs> 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 we got to touch this something that next, next show for real. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, I know. The whole yeah, that thought, man, Mike, you had a mic drop here to close that out here. So I'm going to yeah. uh, let's 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 close this show down. We've been going close to two hours here, man. Oh man, I'm glad, fellas and lady, that we were able to have this spirited discussion this week as well as last week. I, you know what? I'm going to take an executive vote. I think we should do this again next week. <laughs> about same time, about the same yeah. channel. Yeah. I, I, it, John, you think we should do this? I'm in. JD, I need my mug. I'm in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you earned a mug. You earned Look, a mug. I got this and I got you this right here. Even got <laughs> I, I got soda and coffee right now, man. We got y'all, man. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's bring this back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I want to give a special out to Mike, man, at his channel, Mike's Philippine Journey. Go ahead and check Mike out, man. You know, click like and subscribe. He's out here almost every other day, man, giving that great advice. Whatever you need. He, he's the hustle man over there. So shout out to Mike, man. That's my man, 50 Brand. Go give that man some love in this channel. You're going back on the stream tomorrow, right, Mike? Yeah, Tuesday, Thursdays, Fridays. I mean, Tuesday, Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays, man. There's the plug there, man. It's, it's yeah. Mikey working like that. Zoe, Dr. Zoe, where can people find you at? Find me at Musk Clinic on all social media. Musk Clinic, that's right, because she got that Ben's truck there that's pushing around, getting people COVID. <laughs> she like, does. That's awesome. You know? J.D. John, any final comments before we ride out here? Man, personally, I just want to give love to the chat, man. They, they they was rocking with us the entire night. Like It's impossible to keep up with everybody, but man, just huge shout out huge love to you guys man and um if you like the show make sure you tell somebody else that you know uh that you like the show and that they should like it too and they should check it out so um like share subscribe i mean all that stuff man and just you know much love to everybody in the chat john yeah, absolutely, man. Piggyback on what JD was saying. We appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. And some of y'all that can tune in consistently, some of y'all that are fans and uh, are friends of Dr. Zoe and Mikey, and you guys have come here to see them with us. And so we appreciate that so much. We will be starting a Patreon real soon, guys. Uh, that gives you an opportunity to send us donations and whatnot. We're really trying to expand and grow our show to a whole nother level. And so your comments, uh, your, 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 your financial contributions, all those different things uh, definitely contribute to the growth of the jump off. And we appreciate that. And so we'll give you that opportunity uh, to do that. And we appreciate whatever you guys may send. Um, uh, Mikey, uh, Dr. Zoe, man, I, you know, I can't express how much we really appreciate y'all. Y'all keep bringing fire back and back to people by demand. Wanted more time. We got more time tonight. And so I'm so glad. And they want more time. So we're going to come back and do this thing again. We love y'all and appreciate y'all. Dr. Zoe, you're the only woman on this panel. Hold it down. It down every very single time. <laughs> A lot of respect for you. You represent very well and we appreciate you. So for sure. Thank you. Good stuff, John. So let me just throw a couple things out there. Like you see in the bottom there, you can check us out on, if you can do the audio format, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, we're on all those formats here. We're on multiple um, video um, formats as well. You see us here on YouTube. I want to get a shout out again to our man Eduardo at Spangler Sports World, channels 249, 250, and 251. So we're, we're not only here, we're also there on the Zingo TV app. It based in Canada. I just got to say this here. So Renee checking this out here. We had a spike in that last show here. That's why we're going longer today. Out of nowhere in Canada, there was 135 views, 135,000 135, views. 
from Friday to uh, Monday morning from last week's episode. So we was like, yo, if we did an hour and that, we're going to do two plus probably going forward here. So shout out to everybody in Canada on the Zingo TV app. I'm going to be calling y'all so we can check out these numbers there and then we can go do some bigger things with the jump off here. So, yeah, so shout out to Eduardo, man. Got mad love for our affiliates here. So on that note, too, oh, we can't forget about Jeff. He's not here, but he will have him back next week. He's on the plane to come back from Colorado, man. Shout out to Jeff, man. Big fan. Yes, much love, much love. So he been climbing mountains for real. Like yeah, he, he talked about Mount JD, talk about mountains tonight. <laughs> Jeff is at the top of mountains tonight. So uh-huh. And also, too, for all the fans that are still in the chat here, if you have any other uh, ideas or you want something to talk about here, you know, we have a whole week here. We, we're pre-planning stuff, but throw some out there, and we might throw that in there for the next episode here. So on that note, I got Dr. Zoe, we got Johnny Dangerous, we got JD and Mike's Philippine Journey. I'm that dude named Dave, and we're out for Jump Off Live. See you next week. Later, guys. Gals. Okay. Back, 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 back